it's not so much that we're healed because we pray. God's healing love is not conditional or transactional. Prayer does not make or cause God to heal us. Prayer opens our eyes to see and experience God's healing presence, which is always available. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 98, and today we're talking about the fact that it is God's will for you to be healed. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. As always, I'm so grateful that you're listening today. And please think of someone that you can share this episode with. Over the years, I've talked to many Christians about God's healing power and that this is part of the original Christianity Jesus taught and practiced during his ministry and that it should be part of Christianity today. There are so many testimonies of healing in the Christian church today. It's really very inspiring to see this in lots of different denominations. Today, we're talking about this healing power of God and the fact, yes, and it is a fact, that it is God's will for you to be healed. It continues to amaze me how many people who believe in Jesus and his message of salvation do not also believe in his full message and promise of healing. Not too long ago, I met an earnest young man who took his faith very seriously. He strives to follow Jesus in his daily life and everything he does. But when we started talking about healing, he questioned me about how I could be so sure it was always God's will that we're healed when we pray for healing. He had seen too many times when he and his friends or fellow church members had prayed for someone to be healed, but they weren't. So, he and his friends concluded that it must not be God's will for that person to be healed, or that God doesn't heal today like he used to, and a lot of churches do believe that. They even start their prayers with, Lord, if it's your will for this person to be healed, and then they continue their prayer for healing. I have no doubt their prayers are sincere and heartfelt. I see the conviction of their faith. So the question is, why is it sometimes that one person is healed and another one is not when the same amount of earnest prayers have been said? Well, I don't have all the answers to this question, but I do have a few thoughts and observations. I've talked about God's healing power on many previous episodes of the Bible Speaks to You podcast, and I'll put the links to some of those in the show notes. 
In order to discover that it is God's will that we're healed, the best place to start, I think, is with what Jesus said and did. Jesus made it very clear that he did not come to do his own will, but to do the Father's will. And I quote this verse all the time on the podcast. You may have noticed it's John 5.30, I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. It's so important for us to remember that Jesus' words and actions are a window into what God is thinking and doing and what God's will is for us here on earth, not just in heaven. So, in order for us to find out that it is God's will for us to be healed, we look at what Jesus said about healing and how and when he healed people. Everything Jesus did was in obedience to God's will. That means that when Jesus healed someone, it was God's will that they were healed. Let's dig down into God's will just a bit more. How do we know it's God's will for us to always be healed? Because Jesus always healed those who asked him. He never said to someone, well, you're not quite ready to be healed. You're not spiritually minded enough. You need to go study your Bible a little more. And he certainly never said, God has a lesson to teach you first through your suffering. But how often do we say those things? In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus confirms the fact that it is God's will for us to be healed. He commands us to pray for God's will in heaven to be done on earth. This is Matthew 6.10. We say this all the time. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think how often we pray that prayer. In heaven, there is no sickness, no pain, sorrow, death, no evil or suffering of any kind. We know this from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4. It tells us that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. It is God's will in heaven that there be no sickness, sin, disease, sorrow, disability, any of those things. Then, according to the Lord's Prayer, we're praying for that same will of God in heaven to be made evident on earth. If it is God's will there is no sickness or disease in heaven, then we know it's God's will there be none on earth. If we are unsure of this fact that it's God's will for us to be free from sickness, disease, and disability, all these things that trouble us, if we're unsure of that, then our prayers are going to be tentative and they almost invite defeat before we've started praying. And then, when we're not healed through these earnest prayers, we conclude, well, it must not be God's will to heal us. We kind of make excuses for God instead of realize our premise was wrong. Of course, then the question comes up, well, why wasn't I, or the person I was praying for, healed? If it's always God's will for us to be healed, is it our fault that healing didn't come? If the answer is yes, that can feel like a heavy burden of guilt. We're not good enough. We didn't pray enough. There's something wrong with us. And sometimes there are other factors that we're not aware of. Let's look at how Jesus handled a situation like this. 
He did not dump a boatload of guilt on his disciples when they failed to heal the epileptic boy. He did, however, rebuke their lack of faith. There was a father who came to Jesus and asked for healing for his son who was having epileptic seizures. And he told Jesus, I asked your disciples to heal him, but they couldn't do it. Jesus was not too happy about that, but he said, bring the boy here, and then he healed him. Later, his disciples came to him privately and asked, why couldn't we heal him? This is what Jesus has to say. This is Matthew 17, 20 and 21. He said, it's because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Jesus wasn't blaming his disciples. He didn't say there was anything wrong with them. But he was pointing out there was something missing in their faith and prayers. Are we willing to hear that same message from Christ today? Are we willing to accept that gentle rebuke, even and especially when we feel our prayers have been faithful and earnest? Jesus knew his disciples had faith and were capable of healing the boy. He didn't say, oh, well, that's okay. You aren't capable of healing this situation. No, he had sent them forth to heal. He knew they could do it. They had already healed lots of other people. But Jesus discerned something lacking in their faith in this particular case. Something more was needed. Let's look at the bigger context of this story. Jesus had taken Peter, James, and John with him on a little outing that has since been called the transfiguration. The other nine disciples were left behind to continue preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing the sick or whatever Jesus asked them to do. Now imagine if you had been one of those three disciples chosen by Jesus to join him on this little trip. It would feel pretty amazing to be included. But how would you feel if you were one of the nine who remained behind? Jesus probably would have told you how important the work was that you were doing and the things he asked you to do while he was gone, and you might have felt that sense of importance for a while, but you also might have started to wonder why Peter, James, and John got to go with Jesus and you did not. Now, I know I'm totally reading between the lines here. I have no idea what the nine disciples were thinking about while Jesus was gone with the others. But I do know human nature, and we also know the disciples argued about which of them was greater. This is from Mark nine thirty-three and 34. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, this is referring to Jesus, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. Oh yes, human nature has not changed a whole lot from then till today. That feeling of being left out, or the suggestion that Jesus preferred Peter, James, and John over them, or any of the other kinds of thoughts that can go through our minds under this kind of circumstance, 
may be exactly what Jesus meant when he said they needed to pray and fast more in order to heal the epileptic boy. I know for myself, there have been times when I felt unincluded, sort of by circumstances, or purposefully disincluded in some special event or privilege. When that happens, I have some rather unspiritual thoughts. That kind of mental attitude is not one that can pray very effectively for healing. Why? Because I was so absorbed in myself, in my perspective, in my little pity party. When our thoughts are focused on or absorbed in something besides God, we just can't see clearly to pray as effectively for healing. When we pray for healing, we need to examine our own hearts. Is there disbelief or doubt that God can or is willing to heal? Are we so preoccupied with ourselves or caught up in negative, sinful, or fearful thinking that we can't pray with spiritual clarity? I'm not talking about going on a mental witch hunt looking for every tiny little ungodlike thought that might be hiding in the dark places of our minds. I am talking about shining the light of God's all-encompassing love into those dark mental spaces. You don't have to destroy the darkness. That's what Christ, the light of the world, who comes from God, does. Let God uncover anything that would obscure this healing light in your own or someone else's heart when you pray for yourself or others to be healed. So, if it's always God's will for us to be healed, Why are we sometimes not healed? Again, I don't have all the answers. There's still some things I pray about for healing. But I must say, I have seen many healings in my own life and in my family and with other people across many denominations. When I haven't been healed, though, I don't give up. I don't decide, well, it must not be God's will to heal me. I keep asking God for guidance and insight on how to pray and fast more effectively. And by fasting, I don't mean going without food for a certain amount of time. I mean fasting from negative, self-focused, fearful, sinful thinking. Several years ago, I had a healing that really illustrates this point. There was an unsightly growth on my abdomen. It had been getting bigger for several months. I never had it checked out, but it was about the size of a walnut. I was really praying about this. I knew God could heal me, but there just seemed to be something that I wasn't aware of or I didn't know how to pray about it. But the more I kept praying, I realized that I had some really negative thoughts toward a particular person and toward a particular attitude, actually. I realized I needed to go on a fast from those negative, hateful, revengeful thoughts that were just flooding my mind. And the more I did that, the more I could love that person and forgive them and see them as a child of God. One day, I just had this epiphany that I was healed. I knew that I had overcome that negative, hateful thinking. That is when the healing started taking place physically in my body. I knew it had taken place in my heart. Then it started taking place in my body. And within a very short time, that growth was completely gone. I am so grateful for that because it showed me that 
who's to say, but if I had had that same healing thought earlier in the process, I imagine I would have been healed sooner. But God revealed it to me. The more I prayed, the more I tried to let go of my personal opinions and my personal perspectives and just listen to what God was telling me. He gave me the answer that I needed, and that brought healing. So I just want to give encouragement to you if you're praying about something that hasn't been healed yet, don't give up. Keep praying and ask God to show you what to do, what to know, what idea to cherish in your heart, and he will. Sometimes we're not healed simply because we're not on the right spiritual wavelength. This is not a perfect analogy, but listen to the spirit of it. Right now, there are radio waves of songs being broadcast. Those radio signals are in the air wherever you are, well, unless you're so far out in the wilderness that they don't reach there. Even though those radio waves are right there where you are, you can't hear the music unless you have a radio and tune into the right station and tune out all the static. Sometimes we have our radios turned on and tuned into the station we want to listen to, and sometimes we don't, or we're trying to, but there's a lot of static. When the radio signal is clear, if you aren't tuned in to the right station, or you've got a lot of static, or you don't even have a radio, you won't hear the music. God's healing power and willingness to heal are always present, just like the radio waves. We just aren't always turned on and tuned in. Sometimes we're not healed because we think we're trying to get God to do something that we don't think he's done or hasn't done yet, but that he has already established. We just haven't seen it yet. I'm starting to see that it's not so much that we're healed because we pray. God's healing love is not conditional or transactional. Prayer does not make or cause God to heal us. Prayer opens our eyes to see and experience God's healing presence, which is always available, just like those radio waves. Remember the time Peter and John were going into the temple and saw a lame man sitting by the beautiful gate? Peter said, In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. The man jumped up healed. He was praising God, and everyone saw this dramatic healing. There was not a single bit of doubt or shade of personal opinion in Peter and John to prevent this healing. Peter did not say, if it's God's will for you to be healed, get up and walk. He knew it was God's will and that the healing would come through the name or nature of who Jesus Christ really is. Peter and John had solid conviction that this man would be healed. You and I are capable of this same conviction. Jesus promised, this is John fourteen twelve. I quote this a lot too on the podcast, Truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. In other words, I'm not going to be here forever with you personally, so 
you're going to learn how to carry on this ministry of healing because I'm going to be with the Father. We're going to be working with you together to bring this spirit of healing to your ministry. There is so much more to be said about how to pray for healing, and I will continue to talk about that in future episodes. The most important thing, though, that I want you to take away from today's episode is that it's important to start with the conviction that it is God's will for you to be healed. God is always able and always willing to heal. That is his nature. It is his will that you are healed, that you are whole and in full health through his presence, his love, his mercy, and his grace. I hope you have found today's episode helpful. If you have any questions about God's will for healing in your life, please reach out to me. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click the contact tab. Fill out your name and email, and I'll be in touch. I really look forward to hearing from you. If you know anyone who would appreciate today's episode, please share it with them. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, welcome. I'm so grateful that you're here. I encourage you to sign up for my email notification list. Again, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and up in the menu, click the subscribe tab. That way you'll always receive notification when a new episode comes out and any other special announcements. As always, I will have in the show notes for this episode all the Bible references that I've mentioned today. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 098. This is episode 98. And we are getting very close to episode 100. I'm still looking for your answer to the question, if you could talk to anyone in the Bible other than Jesus, who would it be and what would you ask them? I'd love to have your answers by Friday, August 27th, 2021. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash celebrate for all the details. I've had some wonderful responses so far, and I can't wait to share them with you in episode 100. And when you give me your answer, I'm going to record your answer, or you can record it yourself and send it to me. I will play that as part of episode 100. And I know that all the other listeners would love to hear what Bible character you would like to talk to and what you would ask them. So please go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash celebrate for details. You still have a few days to do this. And if you're listening just a day or so after the deadline, contact me. We'll figure some way to get your answer included. I really would love to hear your answer to this question. If you're listening to this after the fact, to hear this episode, go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 100. That's it for today. Thanks again so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. As always, if there are any questions you have about the Bible or comments about today's episode, if I can be of help in any way in your spiritual journey, please reach out to me through the contact tab on the website. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a wonderful week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless.